your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, happy Monday. Did you get your shoveling done? Maybe shoveling, getting ready to shovel right now. Got my uh, 1978 wheelhouse, wheelhorse garden tractor snowblower, whatever you want to call it, out today. Got it out yesterday just to make sure it would work. And because I have ice all over my driveway still from the last time it snowed. And I got it out yesterday, used it a little bit, got some of that ice off, put it back, and just had it ready to go, and then went to start it today, and the battery was dead. So that was fun. <laughs> like, Of course. Of course it's dead. Not sure why either, because it's a pretty new battery. Dad always makes me unplug the battery when I'm not going to use it for a while, but I didn't do that because I was going to use it the next day. So not sure what's up with that. Uh, but then jumped it with my car, which is always fun to jump a tractor, and uh, got the driveway done. And I think the clock's ticking, right? Like people in the cross, the clock is ticking 24 hours after it stops snowing you got to get your driveway shoveled before they start charging you. Uh, whatever it is, I forget, 250 a cubic foot or cubic yard or linear yard, something like that. It's not cubic, I know that. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Mayor Tim Cabot probably has to uh, ask the wife to shovel his driveway because he's in Washington, D.C. right now. He's testifying before a congressional committee on, or a committee on climate change. Uh, he's one of three witnesses to tomorrow on the special committee to focus on how communities in the U.S. can deal with severe weather and natural disasters such as floods. Some uh, lacrosse set goals for using more solar power, eliminating consumption of fossil fuels. So we happy about that. Free trip to D.C. for Cabot. That's all I see. He's supposed to be in here right now. He bails on me. He could have been in here today. Could have called in and gave us an update. Did he? Uh, did he take a solar powered f- car? The DC. <laughs> I love how those are always the arguments when it's something about climate change. Uh, part of the part of the problem with climate change is the alternatives to move around aren't there because we don't put any money into those. We don't back uh, making those those such as electric cars and whatnot more efficient. Um, looked into buying an electric car. And we got all the details, but they're pretty expensive. You do get a, I think you still get a government rebate of up to $7,500. I don't know if it's a rebate. It's a tax something, tax credit. Uh, Not sure how that works either. So you have to pay somebody to tell you how that works to make sure you qualify because you can't just go buy an electric car willy-nilly and then be like, all right, tax credit me. Bought an electric car. Here's a receipt. Who do I give it to? How do I? Uh, and then not all the cars are, not all the cars qualify. So the really popular cars, there's only so many tax credits and the really popular cars kind of run out of the tax credits. Chevy Volt, I would guess. You know, the, the government says uh, 10,000 cars, the first 10,000 cars of Chevy Volt that are sold get a $7,500 tax credit. 
And then after that, that $7,500 slowly diminishes until I guess the kitty's out of money. Uh, so, and then there's a whole bunch of, you know, obviously there's a bunch of cars. I don't think, uh, I'm not really sure the rules on it. I've been actually asking a bunch of people about this, but haven't quite figured it out. Exactly how a tax credit works, exactly what cars are still available to that tax credit and how hard it is to apply for that tax credit. Seems like a, a lot of hoops to jump through. And then if they, if you don't jump through them correctly, then you're, that's $7,500 you're banking on because you probably, you know, it's not, not everyone can afford a thirty to $40,000 car. Or if you're getting a Tesla, much more expensive. Yeah. It'd be nice to get a Tesla, though. The, the, the charging stations are all over the place. If you ever had to, like, go any distance. I feel like at this point we have electric cars, but we can't get anywhere with them. Like, you still have to have a gas-powered car because anytime you want to take a road trip, you, you would have to make stops every 200 miles because your car would run out of battery juice. And then, uh, and then what? Then you got to make sure there's a, and there's, there's maps for this. So you can kind of plan it out, but then you got to stop at a charging station. And, and I guess you're hanging out in that town for the, for the next couple hours. Tesla has superchargers, but, uh, they, they come at a cost and they don't, I don't believe they fill your car up fully. I think they give you a, a, a pretty good charge, but I, I don't think they've given you the full allotment of miles. In a in a thirty or however long the supercharger lasts. If anyone wants to clue me in on this, that'd be great. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. The Better Hearing Center talking text line. I do not know a whole lot about Teslas except the broad details. I don't know the nitty gritty. Uh, but yeah, this all started because Tim Cabot in D.C. and it's you know it's called like a congressional committee on climate change, but really just like how how you know local communities are going to deal with severe weather and natural disasters like floods, which happen here all the time. Makes a lot of sense. I guess, uh, you know, what are some of the, how are some of the ways, what are some of the ways that we're going to combat this as we go forward? You know, people down the bluff around here always getting flooded out. Just a matter of like getting those people out of there. Some people probably don't want to move, but when your house floods every year, your business floods, it's going to be a problem. And then uh, do we help those people? Do we help those people get out of the, the flood areas and, and just into uh, better places, safer places? And, and then, you know, what do we do with those those areas? Make those national parks or something? State parks. 608 785 Uh we got a call a caller. You're on the crosstalk PM. Who's this? Hey, this is Dave. How are you? Hey Dave, go ahead. Um, on tax credits, I kinda have an idea about how this works because I've gotten other kinds of tax credits. So it depends what kind it is. There's two different kinds that I know of. One is just a normal tax credit and one of it is called a refundable tax credit. The normal tax credit would be say and any the auto dealer would be able to tell you whether or not the car is up for that any of the rebates and how much it is and stuff like that but then when you go to have your taxes done you take in your paperwork and that but if it's a normal tax credit what happens is it takes that say it's five thousand dollars it takes the five thousand dollars off of whatever you would potentially owe so say you owed 
$1,000 to federal mm -hmm. taxes after it's done, they would add that $5,000 to it so you just wouldn't have to pay anything. Would would you would you go be would you not have to pay anything down the line because if you only owe a thousand dollars and you're getting a five thousand dollar tax credit? So what would happen? I'm assuming it's a one-time deal, so they would just take a thousand of that five thousand, put it towards your thing. You're eligible up to right. that certain amount. So now, in other a words, a refundable tax credit though, a refundable tax credit, you get the whole amount back, which I, I kind of doubt that's what the auto ones are. Right. So whether you owe anything or not a refundable tax credit you get the whole amount back yeah and this is the question that i've had and i, I just haven't i haven't dug into it completely and i i do have a couple of leads where i'm going to talk to these people i just haven't done it yet but uh with the seventy five hundred dollar tax credit and if you're getting that out of your federal taxes that means you got to make over a hundred thousand dollars a year which means this is only a tax credit to somebody who makes over $100,000 a year. Well, <laughs> a full, somebody full that can afford one of those cars in the first place. Right, but the, the, I feel <laughs> like the idea should be that people who, are, who can't afford these cars, the tax credit should help them able to afford them. If the car, like I've looked at these cars, some of them are like $28,000. So if you right. if you jump that down to you know seventy five hundred dollars where it's twenty one grand that's that's kind of affordable it's a it's a you know it's it's up there but twenty grand for an electric vehicle you're not going to have to do maintenance on and, and assuming and they I bet you they'd sell a lot more well they don't that. even sell them yeah they don't even sell them here because they don't have mechanics that work on them and you know like right. there's there's no charging stations and it's cold here so the batteries don't aren't great in the winter so right I agree all right man well thanks for the call. Yeah, have a good one. All right, we're going to hit news. We're going to be back in a minute right here on Wisdom. Man, this is a terrible version of Santa Baby. Libertarian guy loves this song, so I played it for him. But this is a terrible version. I'm sorry about that. There's like five versions. One's Madonna. I didn't think I'd play that one. All right, we'll give her to this. Ishelia. Sheila? Sheila? I guess it's Sheila. Don't know who that is. Who's who's the best singer of Santa Baby? Then I'll know. I'll write it down. Number three last week told me Andy, Andy Williams. That's a, a name that for, I forgot about when it came to uh, Christmas music. Go through the Santa baby file here. Ishelia, Sheila, S-H-E-I-L-A. It just looks weird. Can't say it. Eartha Kitt. Sing Santa baby. Kelly Pickler. Madonna. Another Kelly Pickler. Pussycat Dolls. Taylor Swift. And Willa Ford. Those are all the Santa baby versions we have in our file that I can play. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center. Number three is, is on here. Number three, go ahead. You're on the air. Don't forget Gene Autry. Gene Autry, yeah. Okay, I'll write that one down. Anyway, Gene. I don't think the mayor's going to show this week. No, he's not. He's in Washington. He's supposed to be here right now. Well, he's supposed to. He'll be jet-lagged when he comes back. He'll need a week to recuperate. Well, and then, and then after that, it's the holidays, so. It's Christmas. Yeah. Anyway, I got one more for you. I see the city of La Crosse 
bought that property at 621 3rd Street North. Yeah, right up the road from us? Yeah, yeah. $600,000, a little over 600000 yeah. The last I heard, they didn't know what they were going to do with it, but they did buy it now. So they officially bought it because they were still looking at, you know, how, how uh, the building was holding up, I believe. Yeah, well, it, it must have passed the inspection. We got enough inspectors, so they, they all looked at it. So I know we're another $600,000 in debt, and we still got that parking ramp on 3rd Street, that brand-new one where we wanted the helicopter pad. Mm -hmm. They still haven't put on these signs for rent or lease on the bottom floor. Where is that again? So what, what's the big new parking ramp that you and I and Mitch were going to work at? Oh, just down the road from me here? Yeah, up the road from you. The big new one. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, up there, yep. Yeah, well, the, the whole bottom floor is still sitting there with nothing in it except one beautician shop on the south end. The rest of the building is sitting there with nothing in it, and I want to sign on it for rent or lease. Yeah. You know, that, that property, which was like a cash loans place on 3rd Street, you don't think that's a good property to just have? I mean, the city owns Oktoberfest. Well, right maybe across. they can park the, the Oktoberfest official cars down there. Or put a, there maybe, ain't that much room there. Yeah, maybe for a little mini car wash or something. Well, no, we just spent two, over $2 million <laughs> for a car wash. We don't need any more car wash. I thought we were going to do a whole line of car washes throughout the city. It'll be a good night to wash them tonight. Yeah, well, maybe maybe a after tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Hang in there. That's where your tax money's going. Well, not yours, because you don't live in Wisconsin. Well, I, th I feel like, yeah, no, not my... Well, I, get, I work here, so some of my tax money. Yeah, okay. All right. All Carry right. on. Keep your powder dry. All right. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I think the look, city council approved the, the purchase of that building on 3rd Street. Um... Back in October, right? Like, didn't they do that in early October? Six hundred thousand uh, dollars for that hundred-year-old building. Um, it's a good spot. It's a block off the river. The only problem is that is it a pl that plow building that's being turned into apartments? I mean, there's apartments going up there. Uh, Oktoberfest grounds is right next door. I, I feel like it'd be kind of tough to live in those apartments. During Oktoberfest, wouldn't that be awful to live? I mean, it's kind of the buildings, they've redone it. If you drive by there, it's pretty cool. I haven't, you could take tours if you, if you see there's a number on the, on a sign on the side of the building. It says, uh, you could take tours. So I'm sure you can go check out the apartments and, um, nice location until it's Oktoberfest weekends. And then, uh, you know, maybe you just, maybe you really love Oktoberfest. So you're right into it because you could just, walk across the road to the Oktoberfest grounds, but, um, you know, the, 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 the lone building there that's kind of by Burger King downtown, but it's between, you know, second and third street when you kind of veer to second street coming from the South, coming from the North, I should say, uh, kind of a nice location. I don't know what the city's going to do with it, but Oktoberfest grounds is right there. Brand new apartment buildings going up all over, all around. Maybe they just flip it, redo the building and flip it. The way the city does this, though, usually they they hold the building for a number of years and then sell it for a dollar to a developer. Right? It's kind of how this goes. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. I believe we got another caller. Caller, who's this? You're on the crosstalk PM. 
Hey, this is Scott. Hey, Scott. Uh, just a small quibble with what you were saying, nothing earth-shattering, but uh, I just wanted to say Irish Fest is so much better than Oktoberfest. I think the difference is if you're living right there during Irish Fest, you're like, sweet, I live a block away from Irish Fest. I get to go down versus Oktoberfest. It's like, why did I live here? Because I have to deal with all this crap. So I think that gets a little bit less cred than it should. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Scott. I think Scott was alluding to the fact that I was pumping up Oktoberfest or no, that's exactly, that's exactly how I feel. I, I have no opinion of Irish fest. I don't, uh, don't even really know where we're doing Irish fest. Are we doing Irish fest at the Oktoberfest grounds? Riverside park. I don't know, but, uh, I do know what Oktoberfest is like. And if you're living right downtown and love Oktoberfest, that would be awesome to have in a, to live in that those apartments that are going up on that between Second Street and Riverside Park, essentially. Um, but if you didn't like Oktoberfest, you probably you probably taking a little mini vacation, back to back weekends, because people are just be walking by and it's going to be loud and bands are going to be playing all the time, right? And there's a lot of concerts there. So I kind of wonder what those what it'd be like living in those apartments when concerts are going on and stuff. All right, we're going to hit uh, Scott's comment and the news. We'll be back on Wisdom after this. It's the most wonderful time of the all right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914, Better Hearing Center talking text line. It's supposed to get cold out tonight, so if you got snow on the ground that you need to shovel, better do it. I have a 1978 wheel horse garden tractor with a snowblower on it. Could probably bring it over for a couple hundred bucks. You got neighbors doing that for you? You got kids offering to shovel your driveway? What are they charging? It'd be interesting to know what kids are charging nowadays to uh, do, uh, what, 20 minutes of shoveling a sidewalk on a day like today. Earlier today, it was pretty easy to shovel. Uh, it's going to get harder when that snow is ice, icy, when it freezes up real cold. Uh, Eric from Sparta has been waiting patiently. Eric, you're on the air. Go ahead, man. Yeah, regarding these uh, red flag laws about guns, I guess you better hope you don't have any enemies or people who don't like you or have a grudge against you. Because all I gotta do is go to a police officer. This guy's got guns, then go take them away. I don't like them. Number never seen. What Where happens? At, what happens after that? They get their guns taken away. By who? No reason. Due process. Nothing. They get taken away because they suspect somebody. That, By who? That, because they they're exercising their constitutional right to own firearms. And somebody doesn't like them, they're going to try to get after them. No, not. who Protect takes them. who that takes the guns? Bad. Who takes the guns? Number two thing I want to talk about is okay. how much money does uh, Joe Gal make a year? But I miss that. Okay, so did I. Well, I'm not uh, looking at it. But who takes your guns when you uh, just tell the police to take your guns? The police department comes and say we got an order to take your guns away because somebody doesn't like because the judge ordered to take your guns away. So if there's a red, I mean, so if the red flag law, so if the red flag law is a law, so I can tell the Sparta police. Eric calls my show and he yells at me, take his guns, uh, 
And they're going to come take. And they're going to come take your guns. You probably could. You could probably call. Well, that's what you're saying is happening. People call the police, tell them they're dangerous, and they're going to take their guns. That's what you just said. So that's what's going to happen when the red flag law is enacted. Am I dangerous? Is that what's going to happen? So I'm going to tell the Sparta police, I feel threatened by you. I know he has guns because he's called and talked about him before. I, he, he, uh, he's derogatory sometimes on the air. That scares me a little bit. Go take his guns, and the Sparta police are going to come take your guns? Well, let him come and try. Is that let what's going to happen? Yeah, no, you're would, telling would, me would, that's how it works. I would not resist because I have nothing to be. Eric, you're telling me stuff. that's how it works. Is that how it works? That is how it works. That's so all I have like to do. Go we'll take his guns. I think he's a threat to somebody. And uh, go take him. And then, and would, then, all right, so that's apparently how it works. The Sparta, as soon as the red flag laws are enacted, I'm calling the Sparta police and tell them to take Eric's guns, and they're just going to listen to me. That's that's how the red flag law works in Eric's world. Uh, it's not actually how it works, but, you know, that's what they want you to think. So I don't know who you're listening to, Eric, but you've got it wrong. And I don't know why you're bringing up the red flag laws when I'm talking about my gar- wheel horse garden tractor. Uh, did you guys see the story? I, I just, I, I remember, I didn't read a whole lot about it because it's just like, okay, what's, you know, do I need to waste my time really diving deep into this story? No. But uh, there was artwork somewhere. I'm trying to think where. In my Art Basil in Miami Beach, looks like. Basil, Basil. Uh, it was a banana duct tape to a wall <laughs> and the number $120,000 was priced at $120,000 and then uh, I'm trying to see if the artist himself why would it be Why is, so apparently there was artwork we're calling this art uh, duct tape, banana duct tape to a wall, and then it was priced at $120,000. And I believe the artist or a comedian ate it, so he just t- took it off the wall and he ate it. So I don't know. I don't know why we're we're pricing a d- banana duct tape to a wall at $120,000. Sorry, I don't have all the details on that. But if you really want to, I don't. I, I feel like we don't need all the details. Just let's just go. Uh, you know, this is not. As nice a piece of artwork as the blue baby. Called Hatched Baby. Sorry, libertarian guy. Hatched Baby down by the Lacrosse Police Station. Hatched Baby probably looks pretty awesome right now with all the snow. Lacrosse Police Department usually like to keep Hatch Baby in the season, so at some point they might put Christmas lights on it. I feel like they should have a scarf around Hatch Baby right now with the weather about to change. 608-785-7914. Wisconsin Guard leader, he's resigning in the wake of the sexual assault review. Uh, It's not his sexual assault. He's just the uh, commander of the Wisconsin National Guard. Governor Evers told him to resign, and he did because of the regulations and policies they've uh, mishandled over soldiers' sexual assault and harassment complaints over, over the years. Uh, one of these complaints, and there's a whole, you know, this report came out, and there's a whole slew of findings, of course, where the National Guard was in the wrong. But uh, among the incidents, one one of the women, women involved 
uh, told the AP that officers sexually assaulted her and a friend during a 2002 party at a training base. So this dates back to 2002. She didn't file a complaint because she feel, feared repeat, reprisal. She did report the assault to her fire team commander who passed on the report to a senior master sergeant, but the efforts resulted only in the woman being harassed. That's kind of where we're at with that. The uh, a whistleblower came out and, and, you know, did what a whistleblower does. Brought this up. I think you told Senator Tammy Baldwin about it. And that kind of started things in motion. And then the whistleblower was going to get discharged because he brought up all these allegations. Uh, and they, they didn't discharge him on like medical medical leave or something like that. But um, I think they're fighting that. I, I feel like they, they went through that. I don't have the update. And I was looking for it in this story because all these stories get updated, but they don't, they don't include every detail. And there's so many stories on this that the, at one point the whistleblower was going to get discharged over medical reasons. And then obviously like they were fighting that. And part of the discharge was he wasn't going to get his retirement benefits. So that, that seemed interesting. Uh, all because he blew the whistle on some inappropriate sexual incidents. You know, sexual misconduct, we like to say, is a very broad term nowadays. Uh, always kind of interesting, right? Like, this is why we have whistleblower protection laws is the perfect example Guy in Wisconsin National Guard blows a whistle on sexual misconduct that's been going on for years. I think he had four incidents, which he he pointed to. Person who blows a whistle on National Guard sexual misconduct gets discharged. Um, and at that point, I don't know he's he's fighting it. I don't know if he's been reinstated or not. I I just I don't have. I was looking for that, and the story didn't have it. And I was trying to find old versions of that story. Uh, maybe one of you guys knows, but all right, we're gonna go back to the phones. Uh, Trumple Tom, you're on the air. Go ahead, man. Just curious, can you tell me where the mayor is going to testify? Where is he going to go testify against global or climate change or whatever he's going to testify for? Well, he's going, I can only tell you that he's at a congressional committee in D.C. That's that's about all I have. I mean, he's doing this tomorrow. So that's, I mean, that's all the information I have on it off the top of my head. Okay, well, the news was saying that he's going to probably uh, testify, hoping that we do something to stop climate, uh, global uh, climate change. And, and I'm just hoping that maybe he took a horse, because if he took a flight, that, that will do a thousand times more damage to the environment than he could possibly hope to help the environment. And my other comment would be, most of your callers knew exactly what Eric was talking about. Uh, if uh, we give the government the ability to take away your guns because somebody feels you're unstable, uh, they they will that will be in some cases abused. And and most of listeners are very aware of what Eric was talking about. Yeah, and of course the situation that I proposed to Eric is completely false. Like that's not how it works. But that's how Eric wants to think it works. Well, what it does come down to, and this is Eric's point, 
is that it comes to the discretion of somebody. Could be a judge, could be a sheriff, could be who knows. We we really don't know yet because it, they haven't passed that law yet. Yeah, and they're but, not even discussing uh, it in in the legislature because Republicans refuse to discuss it. So that's where we're at with that. Uh, Republicans signed into a, a meeting on gun gun legislation, and then they immediately gaveled out. In and out. No discussion. We're not even going to talk about it. So people like Eric, who are naive and think that if I complain to Sparta police that Eric's got guns and I feel dangerous because he sometimes yells at me on the radio, take his guns, then Sparta police are going to take his guns. That's what people think red flags are, laws are because we're not even discussing it in the legislature. And people all over the place get it wrong because opinions like Eric just had calling in. All right, we'll go back to the phone's Caller, who's this? You're on the air, man. Or woman. It's Scott. It's Scott here. Hey, Scott, go ahead. You know, I, I really marvel at the 78 wheel horse because, you know, Eric gets us a little down, but then when you think back as you're a kid, my my buddy's dad had like a 65 wheel horse. Okay. And we were all well into the 70s, and we, we marveled at the engineering over the Dynamark uh, Montgomery Ward's tractor that my dad had, and, and just you got yourself a real piece of of history there, and and I like that you made reference to it. It just brought me back to a smile when things were easier. There was no internet, you know. <laughs> this, this thing it is was a good time. This thing is far from easy. I mean, I can run over a tree stump with it, and it'll still work. But man, it's it's a it's a guessing game. Every time it snows, whether or not it's going to start and run. But it, it, it's just amazing that it's 41 years old <laughs> and it even still runs. Yeah. Oh, it's just a, yeah. Well, it's I, great. I load it up in my truck after winter and I take it back to dad and dad fixes it all summer and then yells at me about how I should learn how to fix stuff like this, even though I have no interest in doing it. And he loves to do it. This is my dad's free time. He likes to do stuff like this, and he won't. He doesn't have like a rest gene. Like he doesn't take a rest. So uh, yeah, he gets it all good to go for winter. But it's still a guessing game every winter whether or not it's going to start. I, I remember why my one buddy he used the other buddy's tractor for a for a uh, a wheelchair one summer because he he broke his leg. Somebody I, I can't even remember. How he broke his leg, but he he still he came up here, bought my aunt's house on the lake. But we got to discuss how he broke his leg. But we uh, we often marvel at the wheel horse was his wheelchair for that entire summer, and he would ride around the neighborhood with it. And everything it was great, and his his dad never even cared that he used it nice. because it wasn't even his dad. It was it was our friend Phil's dad, yeah, and he never cared. Yeah, it just Ray would ride it around all over. It was great. That's super funny. Thanks for the call, Scott. Uh, I haven't used a wheel horse as a wheelchair. Haven't done that yet. I did break my leg senior year of high school and had, instead of driving my, I think I had a Ford Ranger at the time, I had to drive my dad's 1978 Ranchero back and forth from school because I had a cast up to my thigh and that was the only car big enough that would allow me to get in and out. Yes, we had four 1978 Rancheros. All right, we're back after this. I said that. That's right. Gene Autry, number three. I got Gene Autry here. 
I said this last week. I don't remember what day, Friday or Thursday. I like to listen to these kind of Christmas songs as opposed to anything new. Because it just takes me back to riding to Christmas with my grandpa who always played these old timey songs. Which were right in his heyday, right? So, And uh, I hated them. As a kid, I'm like, come on, Grandpa, play something. Like, I wanted to play my songs on the radio. But we listened. That's what we listened to on the way to family Christmas. And and now, it takes me back. 608-785-7914. Just a couple of minutes here. Uh, no, uh, libertarian guy did text in when we're talking about red flag laws. Why are we talking about red flag laws? I don't know. All the stuff going on today. Uh, every day, the, the red flag laws. The, the Wisconsin legislature refuses to even discuss you know background checks and red flag laws we're not even going to discuss it debate it so why are we debating it on the air i have no idea because eric from sparta is running the show uh, does the second amendment say no libertarian guy texts in shall not infringe on the right to keep and bear arms except when democrats pass red flag laws i haven't looked at the second amendment though i doubt it says democrats in there at all um but it's not something completely ridiculous. How how red flag laws are interpreted is pretty hilarious sometimes. Uh, Thursday, Keith Knutson will be in here. Maybe we'll talk about all these reports coming out. Uh, the whistleblower, the internal investigation, that depending on what you're reading or who you're listening to exonerates or throws everyone under the bus that came out today everyone was super excited for that nobody nobody brought it up uh libertarian guy you missed my comment eric said that i if i call the sparta police and tell them to take eric's guns because he harasses me on the radio that they will that was what Eric's comment was. Well, not Eric's comment, but my comment. My interpretation of what Eric thinks the red flag law is going to be. Uh, tomorrow, I kind of want to talk about this, too. Uh, maybe we'll get an update from what Cabot's doing as well. But the fe- uh, federal workers to get 12 weeks of paid parental leave. That was, uh, that was a story today. Uh, and that's great, right? Like, hey, federal workers, you're going to get 12 weeks of paid parental leave. How about everybody gets 12 weeks of paid parental leave? You know, like, shouldn't we be there as a society? But, like, great for federal workers. Uh, I can't, I'm not, je- I'm not saying we should be jealous of that. I'm saying that should be the standard. Like, if we're going to pass 12 weeks of paid parental leave for federal workers, why not pass it federally? You know, and then there could be, there could be nuances in there that, that change it, but also in this bill that's giving federal workers 12 weeks paid parental leave is uh, the National Defense Authorization Act. Uh, that's what it's called. It's also uh, apparently going to deal with funding Space Force. That's where we're at. Giving feds parental leave and paying for Space Force all in one bill. All right, we'll do this again tomorrow right here on Wizard.